everyone, and welcome to The Art of Podcasting, episode 16, Mark's Rig, recorded June 3rd, 2012, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. Element OP. Com. This week we'll continue our uh, series of, of shows where we talk about our individual setups and uh, Steve and, and James have already done theirs, so now it's my turn. So I will tell you about uh, podcasting tightwad style. Uh, they talked about uh, the high quality stuff. James talked a good bit about uh, video. I'm going to talk about doing things on the cheap. Well, not as cheap as it used to be. Uh, <laughs> these guys have made me spend money. And these guys are, of course, the venerable Steve Cherubino of HowToPodcast.biz. Hiya, Steve. Hello, Mark. Good to be here. Happy Good. to podcast this Sunday night. Good to have you back. And, of course, the, the brilliant one, the Professor James Messer of ProfessorMesser.com. Hiya, James. Didn't know you were talking about me for a second there. That's why I said kind of your name. Threw me off. Yeah, well, that was good. I appreciate the clarification, although the... <laughs> The difference of those two things going together is still messing my mind up. Hello, everyone. So nice to be here. Greetings and salutations. Good to be back. So this is a, a night of announcements. Um, I'm assuming if the notes are still accurate, uh, Steve has an announcement. I will let him go first. We're getting married. <laughs> oh, did I say that? I'm sorry, Steve. Oh. It was a surprise. He was supposed Dang. to stay it. You ruined the, the, the surprise. <laughs> the news I wanted to bring was um, something that I actually had posted up on my uh, site at podnuts.com. And in Podnuts Daily, episode number 350, I talked about it. And uh, I just basically wanted to talk about it on this show, just in case anybody has heard this and was wondering if I'm still going to do this show or whatever. Anyway, the announcement is that I'm actually selling podnuts.com, selling my podcast network. And um, if you want to know the reasons why, you can go listen to Podnuts Daily episode number 350. It's like a seven-minute episode where I kind of go over everything. But the short story is I've been out of the computer repair field for quite a long time now. And that network revolves and has as its heart computer repair. And the shows are about computer repair. And um, I, I just – number one, I don't, I don't quite have – I'm not in the loop anymore where I could, I could actually talk about the stuff and, and really feel like I'm – part of the conversation. And number two, since I'm out of the loop, the passion has kind of gone from uh, podcasting about computer repair. So um, that we, we talked about passion in earlier shows. And if, uh, like, we, like I said, and like we all said, if you're not passionate about it, you shouldn't do it. So that I'm trying to uh, turn, the, turn it over to somebody who has the passion and wants to continue the network preferably somebody in the computer repair field who wants to just keep uh, podcasting about that subject and um, keep it going. And uh, just wanted to make that announcement real quick. Like I said, the details are over at the site. Uh, I'm still going to be doing two shows that uh, I enjoy doing. It's Android App Addicts and Linux for the rest of us. And uh, those, might, well, those are probably going to come off the network and be on their own separate uh, sites. But I'm still going to be podcasting. I'm still definitely going to be doing this show because I love to talk about how to podcast. And... Um, that's basically it. So uh, I'm just, we'll just throw it out there. Most of you guys probably knew that already, but in case you didn't, uh, I wanted to throw it out there. All so right, we're not getting married. No, okay. not this time. Sorry, James. Hey. <laughs> I, I don't want to get in the middle of, of a jilted lovers uh, fight here. Uh, <clears throat> well, uh, Steve, we, we, uh, 
appreciate your uh, intellectual honesty there, and, and we look forward to you moving on to other stuff. Will you uh, be looking to add other podcasts, or are you pretty much going to stick with those three and, and write them in, until they die? Which three? The three the you mean the three I'm, I'm continuing to do? Yes. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm not quite going <laughs> to ride them till they die, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep, just like with the other shows, I'm going to keep doing them as long as I enjoy it. And, no, we're um, riding them till they die, right into the ground. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Everybody should, every week, tune in to see what happens next. <laughs> exactly. The drama. But no, I'm going to keep doing those shows because I'm enjoying them. And uh, who knows what will happen in the future. I don't have any plans to add any more shows at this point. I think you need to start another show podcasting from the couch. Yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting to master that. My, my pod, if you guys don't know, my podcasting rig is very minimalized now. It's literally the high LPR 40 and a Focusrite 2i2, and that is it, and a laptop and a couch. I like it. The yeah. couch well, is probably you, the most important saw, part of that. There was, a, uh, there was a, a documentary done on Johnny Carson. I don't know if any of you guys saw that on PBS uh, a couple of weeks ago. You can catch it on reruns. His desk was a couch uh, and, and a, a coffee table. That was it. He didn't have a big formal setup. So you could be really on the road to greatness. Ah, yeah, this is, I'm definitely trying to start a trend here. We're working from the couch. <laughs> I love you, it. You could get sponsorships from Lazy Boy and, nice. uh, you know, and, and Bryling, uh, Br- uh, there you go. Home, whatever, Bryling Homes or something like that. Uh, that would have been a funnier joke if I'd actually gone somewhere with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I, I, you know what? I should have told you guys this sooner. I, have, I didn't have any of those ideas. So yeah, thank we, you. We could set you up on your path to, uh, you could get one of those motorized uh, lounge chairs. Have you seen those? Those are kind of cool. No, what do they do? Well, it's like just geeks who've hacked recliners into go-karts, and you can like drive them around. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. There you go. So that you could be like podcasting at 50 miles an hour from your, from your lounge. You'd need, well, Steve, need, Steve's in the sort of the central part of Florida. Pretty much everybody's riding around their golf carts anyway. <laughs> it's true. I'll tell you where my parents live. It's called the Villages. There's literally a lane for golf carts in the streets. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. are in like retirement central. Like the entire East Coast no. of, of New York and New Jersey, they all yeah. come down to Florida to retire. They do go to Florida, but I'm in, I'm next, I'm in Tampa. That's not a retirement city. No, that's nothing. That has nothing on South Florida. There's nothing on <laughs> Naples and Lauderdale. <laughs> I wonder why they do that. What is it that drives them from the far north to the far south? Because it's, it's a little beautiful down here. It's a little here. bit of heat and a little bit of crazy. I think I figured it out, actually, is, is you know, when you get older, you start to shrink. And when those old people drive, they can only see through that space between the steering wheel and the dashboard. And so they just follow the, the moon, and it takes them south. And then when they, the when they hit the water, because that's all they can see. When they hit the water, they're like, okay, I guess this is where I go. I know, <laughs> I long way to Miami. go for a bad joke. I lived in Miami <laughs> 10 years. We could do another podcast completely on stories of South Florida. Yeah. This is true. Could, could there, you teach them to vote? There is a lot of vote. crazy people here. Just teach them to vote. That would be nice. You know, get rid of the hanging chads. There's, there's no more chads, but the stories are still there. <laughs> okay. Well, I have some big news myself. Uh, oh, and this is, uh, uh, this is something that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, fairly in, in, 
intensely private and you know I've, i haven't uh, uh mentioned it but uh, you know the time has come that i just need to share that uh, uh i am i am admitting to be openly gay uh i'll be uh, getting, getting divorced uh, in the near future uh my wife uh, <laughs> couldn't handle my new lifestyle choices uh, she caught me wearing one of her bras the other day, and uh, and uh, you know some so. people are believing you right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that they are. Uh, uh, wearing um, bras does not make you gay, by the way. Uh, it just means you like to wear bras. Well, if you've seen my moves, I could actually use a bra someday. <laughs> this is an awful turn all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a serious announcement, and suddenly. Just- on the previous show, I said that I was going to have a gender reassignment and that my name should henceforth be Martha. Um, no, the the actual news is that I am... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw the chat room. You're too redneck to be gay. Thank you, Jim, in the chat room for cutting through the BS right there. Um, the truth is I have a new job uh, starting in a couple of weeks. I will be moving from uh, the Dallas area where I live now to Atlanta, Georgia, or around that area. Uh, I will be leaving my job uh, in the education arena and taking a job in healthcare. So uh, big changes are afoot. Uh, I will be moving my family roughly 800 miles east and uh, going from there. So as a result, uh, podcasts will be disrupted. Um, certainly, uh, Permanently. Cer- Permanently. Yeah, certainly two weeks from today, uh, we will not be doing, that's Father's Day. Uh, we will not be doing a show because on Father's Day, I will be driving to Atlanta. My, my current job ends on Friday, June 15th. My new job begins on Monday, June 18th. So I have uh, 48 hours to kiss my family, pack up, and get to Atlanta and start my new life. Uh, at some point later on, I will find a place to live. And, uh, you know, and, and stop sleeping on the park bench there uh, in Atlanta, uh, and then I will send for my family. So during all of that, I will certainly be unable to uh, meet some of the stringent deadlines of the Element OP network. So just uh, know that uh, at some time... <laughs> it's not acceptable, Mark. Mitch Man in the chat room says, well, that's better than being gay. Um <laughs> So if we miss shows here and there, uh, just know that's why. I, I, hopefully, maybe we'll be able to get like a, a, a co-host in. Maybe Ryan Canestro will come in and take my place for a couple of weeks. Uh, I haven't asked him about that. I just thought of that right now. Uh, but probably what will really happen is we'll just pause. Uh, we'll probably miss a week or two here and there and then come right back with our usual uh, content. But uh, just know that's what's going on. Uh, there's a lot of changes in my life, but I am committed to uh, podcasting. I'm committed to Element OPI. Enjoy doing it, and it is the thing that I wish to retire from at the end of my life. I don't want to. Um, uh, I want it to be my final career, if not my current career. You know, you have to build up to that. You have to uh, uh, put in the 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 hours and and work your way up. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm building experience. I'm building a network, uh, and I, I am committed to continuing to do that as time goes on. And we told you before the the podcast started, congratulations, and we extend those to you. And and while you're living in the park, I'll be more than happy to come down and play chess with you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's just the kind of guy you are. you're, You're willing to help a guy out by playing chess with him while he's sleeping in the park. A little something to do, pass the time. 
Actually, I do have a good friend uh, in Atlanta who is is the reason I got the job. He he got the job for me. Uh, essentially, it was uh, it was all his inside lobbying. Uh, I'll be working uh, closely with him, and he has uh, uh, offered me his spare bedroom in the time. So I at least have a roof over my head uh, in the meantime. Nice. So I may be podcasting from his couch. Hey, it's the way to do it. So Steve will be podcasting from the the Casa de Steve, and I will be podcasting as a squatter. It will be uh, uh, a new experience. I think we should change the name of this show to Podcasting from the Couch. I don't have room for a couch. There's no, I don't have, I got to, okay, we could move uh, move some of this stuff out. Put a couch over here. We'll get it all set up. I'm, uh, I'll make the calls. We'll just, I'll get rid of furniture. We'll, so I've been meaning to set all of this on fire anyway. <laughs> well, that's a little little drastic, setting it on fire. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with my furniture. Surely there's a Goodwill store you could donate it to somewhere. <laughs> there's, well, perhaps I, perhaps it is a little bit more productive than, than that. That's awesome. All right. Any other news? James, do you have a, a, a bombshell to drop on us? Are you moving to Russia? Um uh, I'm no, I have nothing. I'm, I've, I should, I should have brought something. Had I known, I would have absolutely brought something that was going to change my life, increase the amount of stress and, uh, and disrupt our entire podcast. I don't have any of that. Well, you underachiever you. <laughs> I'll, I'll live vicariously through all of yours. <laughs> yeah. I've never moved across country. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that all works out. I, my plan is to uh, just hire somebody to come pack everything up, put it in a truck, and meet me at the new place. Uh, but uh, that plan is contingent upon the price tag, and as I understand, that is a very expensive proposition. My new my new job didn't offer me uh, moving services. Yeah, you don't get that anymore. Jobs used to do that for you. Well, apparently this company did just as early as last year, but uh, they have dropped that. Mm-hmm. It's tough out there. It is. Okay, so let's move on to the actual topic right. at hand and just talk about my stuff. And uh, I think the most important thing to talk about is my stellar bandwidth that I get here from Time Warner Cable that uh, is rock solid every time and never fails. And I just want to give them a shout out uh, right from the top of the show there. Excellent work, guys. Uh, your hamster is, uh, is doing great. Uh, feed him an extra uh, acorn here and there. I'm not sure I heard the uh, provider name again. Who was that again? That would be Time Warner Communications. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Yes. And specifically, where is their bandwidth so so good? Um, in what part? In in Commerce, Texas, specifically. Hmm. Uh huh. Ironically. Okay. <laughs> that that has confused the chat room more than me saying I'm gay. That's amazing. <laughs> Yes, my, my bandwidth has been terrible um, for a few months now. And it's, well, now let me rephrase that. When it works, it's awesome. I get 20 megabits down, 2 megabits up when it works. and But it just likes to take frequent breaks. It, it's, it must be unionized. It takes more breaks than, um, than a, a union uh, worker at a, an auto plant. Uh, every... No hour or so. I've been tracking it. There's not really any uh, uh, pattern. I was hoping that I could throw it like in an Excel table and find some patterns, but I'm not finding patterns. It just drops. And uh, the, the time is between 45 and 65 seconds. I've never had one longer than 40, uh, 65, never had one less than 60, uh, 45 seconds. Uh, but that's long enough to trash 
you know, a podcast for sure. Does it only happen when you're running Skype? No, it happens. I've got a, a, a thing running 24-7, and it's happening uh, several times a day at all times of day and night, even, you know, like 2 o'clock in the morning when nobody's using anything. It's happening. They suck. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Thank you, Time Warner Communications. So anyway, enough about that rant. In a couple of weeks, it will not matter because I will be using whatever they have there in uh, in Atlanta. Hopefully, well, I think they have Time, Time Warner, Warner Communications. Yeah, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> I think it's the same hub as the one in Commerce, Texas. <laughs> yeah, they just route. It's it's not even fiber octave. It's actually two ten uh, two strings in a tin can. It's barbed right. wire. Two That's tin what we cans use. and a string. <laughs> barbed wire. Yeah. Uh, okay, so just uh, I'm going to begin uh, j- as I did with uh, with with James uh, from my mouth and going out, uh, and so my mouth is brought to you by uh, God. Uh, that's uh, it's a model that I don't think you can get anymore. Uh, it was a limited <laughs> edition. Um, I am speaking into a high PR forty, as are we all. And I know we've talked we've talked about this a number of times. I did some research uh, on mics. I I tested a few. I don't have access to a music store where I am, uh, but I did a lot of of numbers research, crunching numbers, listening to recording and audio samples of all of them. And uh, the two that it came down to in the end, and I mentioned this when uh, Ryan Canestro was on, was the SM seven. Uh, the B is what they're up to now, the SM7B uh, and the Hyo PR40. And the PR40 is much brighter, and I like that brightness. Um, he chose the SM7. He doesn't like the brightness, I guess, uh, he, uh, for his purposes. And those, if you go into a studio, you're going to see uh, the SM7, the Hyo PR40, and uh, a, a radio studio, I mean, and uh, probably uh, an EKG something. I've forgotten what it is right now, but uh, you're going to see one of about three uh, uh, high, uh, large diaphragm dynamic mics. Almost nobody uses... RE40 or something like that. Almost nobody uses condensers anymore in radio. Uh, They're still used a lot, you know, in in studio music recording, Uh, but everybody's going to these large diaphragm dynamics. And so uh, for 350 bucks or so, you really can't go wrong with the high LPR 40. Uh, good frequency response, uh, good uh, overall um, sound quality, good bass, good treble. Uh, it's, uh, it's a durable mic. It, it, it can handle uh, uh, loud frequency, uh, loud uh, sounds. Uh, condensers have an issue with that. Ribbons certainly have a, con- uh, a problem with that. But being a condenser, uh, it's good for that. And it's, uh, my favorite thing about it is an excellent off-axis rejection. It uh, does not pick up things to the side of it very well, and it doesn't pick up things behind it at all, pretty much. It's like negative 40 dB of, of rear rejection, which is huge on a microphone. So it only picks up what's right in front of it and uh, doesn't pick up what comes off to the side uh, or behind it. And that's excellent in uh, a microphone uh, so there you go. You know, one of the things I found uh, really useful, because it's sometimes hard to get to a place that has microphones. Uh, a lot of the the box stores might carry the mic, but they don't really have them out for you to play with, to listen to. And even when you do, it's really hard to get the same feel from the microphone as you having it back in your studio. Um, I, I flip around some of the YouTube um, reviews. People will take different microphones on the same YouTube video and they'll switch between them to give you a feel for how they sound. That's a really good way to do it too. That is a good way. Yeah, I, I had trouble trying to find out how mics sound as well. Uh, mics and headphones are tough. There's so many different yep. brands and there's, they're, they're not usually out on display with music pumping through them so you could hear or voices. Right. Uh, so yeah, just uh, generally speaking, 
take our word for it and get the Heil. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. Is is uh, we use it. Lots of people use it, and there's a good reason that we use it. So um, you know, you can't go wrong. Go with wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very that's, very hard to screw that one up, and it's a uh, it's it's durable. It's it's a it's a good investment. It's going to last. James, how long have you had yours? Gosh, um, five years, six years, some something like that. Yeah, Steve, long time. Yours is a little newer than that, right? I think it's like two years old. Yeah, and and there's I mean, short of dropping it out a window, you're really not going to break it. So it's good. Uh, but the mic I used before I used the Heil was a, a cheapo mic that I really like for cheapo mics. It was the Audio-Technica M4000S. And I did uh, a couple of hundred shows uh, on that one before I moved uh, up to the Heil PR40. And it was definitely a move up. There's no no question about it. Uh, it was an upgrade moving to the Heil. Uh, but the Audio-Technica was a good mic and it lasted a long time. It had a lot of the same features about this one I like. It had excellent off-axis rejection it picked up what's right in front of the mic and not anything else um it was durable it was uh, uh, a a much more muted uh frequency range um uh, you know it's it doesn't have the uh crisp highs and the the deep lows that a large diaphragm mic does because it's just a standard mic uh, but it's a good starter mic, and if you buy them in batches, you can get them as low as fifteen bucks. If you buy it individually, it's going to be about like fifty. Uh, but uh, I think recently I bought a package of three for seventy dollars. So twenty, wow. what is that? Uh, Twenty-seven dollars or something a piece. Nice. Um, yeah, the, and they're they're not. The, I mean, you can get like three mics, three cables, and three stands for a hundred bucks. Uh, at uh, at Musician's Friend or uh, Sweetwater Water Music or something like that. So uh, that's an excellent starting out mic, the uh, the Audio-Technica M4000S. What made you upgrade? Uh, I just thought it was time. Uh, th- I, there weren't any deficiencies in the mic. I just wanted to sound better, and the Heil is better. Yeah, same here. Uh, you know, so you, you could do... A whole career on it, but you know, my idea, my goal is to sound professional. I want to sound indistinguishable from the people that you hear on, you know, XM satellite radio or on your own uh, local drive time radio. And and in order to do that, you're going to have to step up. Uh, and the the high PF40 is still an amateur mic. It's it, that's what it's considered. It's a ham radio mic, really. It's not a professional studio grade mic, but it's darn good. Um, and it's uh, you know the next step up. You know the 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 audio technics 30, 30 bucks the the high is 300 bucks and the next step up is 3000 i mean that's that's just kind of the way it goes you add a zero every time yeah is it consi- not considered a pro mic uh, i think well, bob heil would tell you it's considered right. a pro mic yeah yes now he has some very very good mics for amateur radio as well i have one of his amateur radio mics and they have uh, a different kind of pinout because you've got uh, the send and receive that you can use that's either on the mic itself as a, as a button or a, a something that you have like a pedal on the floor that you use to transmit. Um, and those, uh, those amateur radio mics, uh, which I had around here somewhere, I have to grab one while we've been talking. I see it's, it's in my background right now up on top of an equalizer. Um, it, it's, it's got a different sound to it because it's optimized for the types of frequencies you would have over amateur radio. But, but he's obviously, Bob Howell's been in the business with uh, concerts and recording for a very, very, very long time. And I like what he's done with the PR40. Yeah, and, and Heil knows mics. I mean, that's, that's his thing. 
Uh, so he doesn't do, I mean, he does lots of other stuff, but the thing that he's hung his hat on is mics. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I didn't mean to denigrate the mic, but, uh, <laughs> it is often considered an amateur mic, uh, among professional recorders, not so much among, uh, professional radio guys. But what are you showing us there, James? That is the, uh, Heil amateur radio. I forget which model this one is of his, but it has switches on the top. So you can switch between different types of sound, coming out of there, whether you're talking over uh, a, a distance type communication or something that's closer in uh, because there's a different way to use. And it's even got a button on the top of it for uh, sending and receiving. Wow. Oh, so like a Morse code button? No, just for, for enabling the voice on the microphone oh, because okay. on amateur radio, it's not gotcha. like this where the, the mic's always hot. You have to key it down to, to speak. Interesting. I don't know much about that world at all. Living in Florida and uh, being without telephones during a storm, you tend to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so uh, moving uh, from my microphone, uh, I, I have uh, have it mounted on a very expensive shock mount that I bought for just a few dollars recently, and it's not bad. It's not awesome. But it's not bad. It's it's better than just having having it right in, uh, right in. I don't even remember the brand of it. It was I did an Amazon elementop.com slash Amazon search for uh, large nice. diaphragm shock mount and bought the cheapest one. It was thirty dollars, I think, and it uh, it lets me move the mic a little bit without you noticing it so much. Uh, whereas before, every little move was a big deal on on my cheap little uh, uh, boom mic. I don't have the fancy uh, mic stand like James has. It's just a, this is a one I bought again, musician's friend. I, that's sort of where I, my go-to place uh, online to buy stuff. And this boom mic plus the arm and the stand, and everything was like 12 bucks. So it's, it's not high quality at all. And I use just a regular uh, pop filter. That's looks, you know, it's a circle with, uh, with a couple, it's a dual layer. I do recommend a dual layer if you can get it over a single layer. Just a couple pieces of nylon. If uh, if you don't want to go that way, get some pantyhose and stretch it across a crochet ring, and it does the same job. This one just yep. attaches to the the mic stand a little better than a pantyhose ring would. <laughs> well, you can They're always take too. the pantyhose that that you have runs in, and you can use those. Yeah, you can. Uh, <laughs> I've done that. I've done that many times back in the back in the day when I was a uh, uh, you know uh, wannabe metalhead. Uh, we, we sang through pantyhose on a regular basis. Uh, and it works. The, the difference is you, you, the, the, the only important thing is you got to have some separation between you and the pop filter and the pop filter and the mic. And, uh, the one that James talked about before, uh, that he has is built right onto the mic. That's all, you know, hardwired, so to speak. The distance between the mic and the, and the screen, uh, is, is set. Uh, mine is flexible and I can move it around, but as long as you just have some, uh, uh, airspace in there, that'll take out some of the pops in, in the, in the P's and the B's. Uh, it's something I recommend. Steve, did you think that story was going to go somewhere else? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually did okay. right when he started, but it, it went All in the right. right direction. Thank God. It did, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one I'm using is just one of the ones that you put over a mic. It's a little black mic cover. And it, I don't think it does as good a job as your guys' uh, pop filters because I'm, I'm constantly noticing that I'm popping peas. So um, I, I recommend what you, one of you guys are using instead of the one that just goes over the mic. Yeah, and there are a couple custom made for the PR40. The PR40 is such a, cost, uh, a popular mic. You can find a couple made just for that. But again, this one was, I think, $15 at Musician's Friend. I mean, my whole rig 
uh, from the ground up when I first started was like 300 bucks. So uh, it's all cheap stuff and it's, it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's not awesome, but it's okay. I can't, I can't grab my mic and and uh, shake it like uh, James seems to do on his all the time. I I get comments sometimes from people who watch the live video. It's like I'm just going to tie James's hands to his legs and see if he can talk. Yeah, can't do it. Have to move. <laughs> Have to. It's never in the right place. This is better. No, now here. No, this is better over here. No, that's not good. No, let's move it like this. Yeah, and he's got a great rig that'll let him do that. He moves it around a lot. Uh, That's why I, I have to. There's no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you ever watch Leo Laporte, uh, when he's in his office set, he's got several different sets, but when he's in the office set, he has the same, pretty much the same rig that uh, James has with the articulated arm, and he moves that thing around all the time. It's it's like his ADD uh, uh, comes out, but when he's on his on his talk show set or the living room set, he doesn't have that option. Okay, so moving right along, coming out of that through just a regular everyday XLR cable, nothing special about that. I'm not not Mugami cable or Monster cable. Just a just a. You should try it. You just should try a, it. It's a black cable. That's that's all I have to say about that. Um, and it goes into and we talked about this a little bit before, um, uh, uh, but I'll, I'll get to it. I have my uh, uh, DBX. Uh, one sixty six XL compressor. Uh, they don't make. Oh, you got a two sixty six. I, I have both. It was the two sixty six that didn't work, so it's the one sixty six I have now. Uh, so yeah, I have the 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 one sixty six XL. The the newest one. It's been supplanted by the XS. You're not going to buy the XL new anymore. Uh, you're going to buy the XS, and that's James. That's what you have, right? That is what I have. Yeah. So Indeed. I. Uh, I have the slightly older version that I bought at. Uh, um, uh, off of eBay for seventy dollars. It wasn't expensive at all. Uh, but as we mentioned before, it uh, requires a boosted signal, a, an amplified signal. You can't plug your Heil straight into that and expect it to work. So uh, I have it modified uh, with uh, just a regular um, M Audio fast track that I'm I'm going. The mic goes into the back of that, and then I'm going out of the headphone out. Of the M Audio Fast Track uh, into the the DBX, so it works, but not as intended. So it's uh, you know as far as the uh, the Fast Track is concerned, it's got a mic in and a headphone out. But I'm actually using a cable, uh, a balanced uh, a quarter inch cable going from the uh, from the headphone out uh, to the uh, input on the thing, and and it suckered me because the uh, the DBX has a micro, uh, an XLR, the, the three chrome mi- microphone uh, input on it. So I thought that that would do it. But even though it's got a mic connection, it's not looking for a mic signal. It's looking for uh, a, line. Uh, a line signal. I'm, hmm. I'm going to. Uh, you're using the fast track. You're using the fast track as a preamp. Right. I'm going to see if I can mess things up by plugging in a portable thing. Then you can see my 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 setup there so there's oh yeah uh, there's the fast track uh nothing special about that it's the one of the old models so i've got the uh the xlr cable going in uh and then just a headphone jack going out so that looks like one of the newer models of the fast track uh it's uh i don't i don't remember what it is it's not the newest one it's not the latest one uh but it's not uh the oldest one either uh and then the 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 DBX is sitting under it. I'm having to do everything in reverse because for some reason, Google Hangout likes to change everything. Um, and so there's, there's my setup there. Uh, just very simple 
nothing really um, uh, exciting about that, uh, but it was just sort of the way I had to do it to make things work. And then out of the XLR, which, uh, uh, I mean, the DBX, which we've talked about before, uh, is a, a compressor and a limiter and a gate. And uh, my two favorite things about it, my, my first favorite is the, the gate. So I can make some noises, like, let me snap my fingers. I don't you hear anything. You didn't hear that. <laughs> but when I talk, you hear it. So the gate sets up a, uh, a threshold below which no sound comes out. And so that way, that, that gives me the ability to move off mic and clear my throat if I need to or take a sip of water. And you never hear that. And not only that, but you don't hear the ambient noise. You don't hear the air conditioner in the corner. You don't hear uh, when my kids bump into the wall behind me because that's all uh, gated when, when, when James is talking and I'm not or when Steve's talking and I'm not. When I'm talking... Uh, you depend on the that off-axis rejection I mentioned earlier. Mentioned earlier of the mic to to not pick up that stuff. So that you know the the gate for when you're not talking and a good mic for when you are talking. And I've got it's my such keyboard. a smooth gate. So, sorry, James. It, go ahead. It, it really well to kind of speak it the same way. I've got my my keyboard right underneath my microphone, and when I'm not talking, you don't hear anything with the clickety click. It's really nice. And it's such a smooth gate. I mean, you've, I've heard gates or people try to gate their shows um, with software, and it's very choppy, and you can notice it. Uh, the DBX does a great job of you don't even know that it's, it's working. It's just silent when you're not talking and smooth when you are. So, and it's, It almost uh, has too many settings on it. There's, yeah. you, can, you can really configure it perfectly. It's something yeah. you have to dial in uh, because if you if I take my threshold up, it's going to cut off the beginnings and ends of words. And if I if I if there's a there's a gate there's three settings. There's a threshold, which is the the volume level at which it is activated or not. There's the opening speed. Uh, the the speed at which it opens when it first detects something above that threshold, and then how long it stays open, the closing speed. You have to dial those in and play with it uh, because it might be perfect. Uh, when you first start out, but cutting off the ends of words. So you dial it back a little bit. But the manual gives you some pretty good settings to start with, and then you tweak it from there based on your voice and your setup. And once you get it, rip off the knobs. Stop piddling with it once you find yep. what works. For your voice, it, I, I had a really... I loved my setup in the fact that I, when I had three guests on the show, they each were running through a channel of the DBX, and I would adjust each person's noise gate accordingly depending on how much Skype noise I was getting. And uh, it just did a great job. I mean, you just turn the threshold up a little bit, and then somebody will be completely silent when they're not talking, whereas if they were all going through one channel or if you didn't have the DBX, you'd be hearing noise all the time. And uh, it's, they're so cheap, you could get like two of them and have four channels of uh, gating and compression. Right, and it, nice. it works two different ways. It can work as a stereo device where one set of knobs works two different inputs, uh, or you can have it separate. Basically, it works as two different gates in one box. Uh, and then the other thing it does, other than gating, is compression. And we've talked about compression extensively, and I think we're actually going to do a whole show on compression. Compression is so complex that we could easily spend an hour talking about just compression. I don't know how exciting that would be, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we could, because there's so much, there's hardware compression, software compression, but anyway, uh, compression, the, the end result is it evens out the volume. 
of your of your speaking. So I can move away from the mic a little bit, and I can move closer to the mic, and the volume stays roughly the same. I can raise my voice, and you can tell I'm being more animated, and you can tell that there's a louder volume, but it but the the actual volume doesn't change. And then I can start to whisper a little bit, and even though the the tone of my voice changes, the actual uh, volume doesn't change at all because the the compressor is fixing all of that for me. Wow, that was working perfectly. That was unbelievable. Did you see that? <laughs> it was great. It sounded great. Wow. Yeah, so those of you who weren't watching uh, the video, I moved a, you know, a good foot and a half away from the mic and then moved right up to it, and I got loud and I got soft. And, and the, the, a good, a well-set-up uh, well, uh, compressor will make all of that um, even. And so you can still tell when I get loud because you, your tone changes. But and so you get that intensity. You can be passionate and you can be loud without blowing somebody's eardrums out. Right. In fact, let me turn it off and he let you hear the difference between them. Oh crap! Let me take my earphones out. Good. Here we go. All right. So yeah, this is with it bypassed. Down. First, just listen to the noise in the room. You can tell there's there's a there's a lot more noise. So now I'm going to back away from the mic, and you can tell that it's definitely changing things a lot. And then I'm going to move closer to the mic, and the volume gets a lot louder. And then I'm going to talk a little loud, and that got a little unpleasant. And then I'm going to be soft, and that got you can't really hear me. And so those I was doing all those same things before with the gate on, with the compressor on. You couldn't tell the difference. It's a great demo, man. I liked that. Thank you. I should have did that when I did my rig. <laughs> Very impressive. Well, there we go. That's uh, that's what a compressor gets, and also um, that rich that that radio sound is compression. There, you can't really define what it is, but it's it's uh, the it amplifies not just the overall tone, but the 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 harmonics within the voice. So there's there's more bass in my voice when I have it on than when there's not. Because that's the compression doing the thing. It's taking those those things that uh, those resonant frequencies that are quickly lost, and bass is one of them, and is bringing it up. And it's taking those things that can be harsh, like the sibilance from the the s's and the and the pops from the p's, and it's leveling those down. So a good compressor just makes you sound better. Period. It's a more better maker button. That was money it's well true. spent. Yeah, and they don't have to be expensive at all. And plus, James, didn't you like when Mark was whispering to us? That was awesome. It was. It was like, I felt all cozy. It's almost seductive, isn't it? <laughs> it is a little bit. Right on. Bring some of that in, Mark. Uh, I probably shouldn't do that in a show where I talked about being gay at the beginning. So that, uh, <laughs> just this the, show had an opportunity to go off the rails many times. <laughs> just for the record, in case you didn't get it, for those of you geeks out there who were born without a sarcasm gene, I am not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you, Seinfeld. Thank you. So uh, once I go, once the signal travels out of my, the, the compressed and gated signal comes out of the DBX, it goes into my Multimix 8 USB 2.0. I'm going to switch to my mobile camera again and show that for the people watching. Um, and that is that guy right there. Um, you can see the, the rat's nest of wires that is my studio. Wow. Um, and so it is a, an eight channel. It's, it's the little brother of what James has talked about he has. It's got eight individual channels plus a stereo uh, channel. So technically 10 channels, they call it. Uh, and you're, but, fi you're filling it up. 
Yes, I've got it all filled up because I've, I've, I'm using uh, 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 my voice uh, up to four Skype channels. Uh, I have uh, when I jack my laptop in to play voicemails, things like that. So I actually have uh, two half channels open. I could go a left and a right on two other channels if I wanted to. Um, I'm just having a hard time getting that to where it's not blurry with the lighting and everything in here. But uh, once once that's done, um, it goes over here via USB to a little Dell um, Inspiron laptop. Nothing special about this laptop at all. In fact, it was a giveaway uh, that I got from a company by mentioning their name on the air. Um, nice. Are you serious? Yeah, it was... Uh, when I went to China with all America team, I played with my flex a lot ping pong paddle, which everybody knows is just a little white lie. Uh, <laughs> no, CDI, I'll say them again. CDI, uh, uh, refurbs, uh, a company. They, when I did a trade show, I said, if you give me a laptop, I will put a banner up. And they did. So this is not an expensive laptop. This is a four or $500 at the most laptop. It's got a uh, couple of gigs of RAM. And uh, like a 300 gig hard drive, and it's a Core i3 processor. But you can see there that's running Audacity, which is the software that I use to record and edit the show. I'm trying to pan in with everything backwards, and it's not going well for me. I see. I see your waveform now. Where's my waveform? Yeah. Well, there it there is. Goes. I just wanted to see my waveform. That's the only reason I talked just now. Very nice. It looks yeah. like a race, like a horse race. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? Uh, and so I do all of the recording and all the editing in Audacity. I know James uh, talked about uh, what he uses, and Steve uses uh, PreSona Studio One. Uh, but what I use is Audacity, just a very uh, simple, uh, free, open source tool. And it, it does the job. It, what it doesn't give you is, uh, and Steve has, has lamented that a number of times, it doesn't give you live effects. So you, I can't put a software compressor on it. I can do it after the fact. And in fact, I do after I mix everything down and run the whole show through a compressor. Uh, but you have to learn a different workflow. You have to learn to, uh, to try and then listen and then see if that worked and then go back and tweak again. And you don't get the ability to just kind of loop it and, and go, uh, 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 as you as you record and and oh, it's so painful even thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, that's sorry. Audacity.sourceforge.org is where you can find that. It's a uh, cross-platform, uh, Windows, Linux, and Mac. I think it's most stable on Windows, uh, second most stable on Linux, and the Mac is fairly unstable. In my what? experience. Oh, oh, on a, with Audacity. With Audacity, yeah. <laughs> Steve thought I was getting into a Mac holy war. No, that's just my <laughs> my experience in using the software. It's uh, it's the least stable on a Mac. Um, it's a yeah, I agree. On Windows, it's so, it's so solid. I even use it for a bunch of things still. It's a it's a great program, especially for starting out. You can't beat it. And as you saw there when I had the video pointed at it, everything comes in on its own separate track, courtesy of the uh, uh, the. Uh, USB mixer, it sends everything out its own channel. Now, as James has talked about, he does everything stereo. He's got one track going in, and it's a one stereo track. Uh, but I, you know, we've we've talked about this before. I like to do multi-tracking as much as possible, so I send everything out on eight separate tracks, uh, and then edit it from there. And Rateo in the chat That's room has a shout out to uh, Jack that lets you do live editing and effects in Linux. Jack is awesome. I wish it was Windows based. 
Um, so that's all I'll say about that. It's also steep learning curve. Yeah, that's what kind of um, turned me off about it a little bit. But I, if I do plan on learning it, I'm definitely going to check out Rateo's site. Um, Rateo, is it on Peng? He's in the chat room. Is it on PenguinProducer.com or is it on his other his other blog? I'm not sure. Anyway, we'll have that in the show notes probably. Oh, he says there is a Windows version. I didn't know that. I didn't realize it had been ported to Windows. So now I'm going to have to play with it. It's on PenguinProducer.com. Uh, that's a good He's podcast. A- if you're into, uh, and they don't just do uh, audio stuff. They do audio, video, uh, uh, still editing. So if you're into uh, Linux, it's all about Linux. If you're into creating a product in Linux, check out the uh, Penguin Producer podcast. Okay, so uh, moving on. Uh, we're we're running a little long. You'll notice here that I'm, when I'm switching my cameras, I have to to actually show you the the wizard behind the curtain there because I'm I'm doing a screen capture in Google Hangout. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't have the fancy buttons like James does to press it. Um, but the next thing I want to talk about is my uh, headphone amplifier um, and what the headphone amplifier does. That guy right there. Whoop, that guy right there is it takes in this case it's a four channel so it takes the uh the uh monitor signal the headphone out of my mixer and sends it to up to four locations now when i have uh you know other people in here i can do that but what i'm doing right now is uh one is my headphones that's the one on the uh, right of your screen the other two one goes to uh the ustream or justin tv in this case that's how you're listening to me right now and the other one goes to that little box right beside it there my zoom handy uh zoom h1 handy recorder that i use for uh backup recording uh and so that, you're just you're just using it as a mixer yep it's just a simple way to send signal to a couple of places gotcha it works it works uh fairly well uh and it's to, the one that I have is the Rolls. It's uh, like forty bucks, but there's there's any number of them out there. You can get uh, from two channels to sixteen channels if you want. Uh, but mine is just a very simple guy, and that's how I do that's how I do the streaming. And uh, we're gonna move back here to to my laptop that I do all my oh. notes on, and also. Nice laptop. Uh, yeah, it's the uh, uh, Republic of Gamers, Asus Republic of Gamers laptops. It's a, oh. it's a, uh, it's nice. Seventeen uh, inch? Uh, no, this is only the fifteen inch version. What's the uh, resolution? Uh, I keep it at thirteen sixty six by uh, seven sixty eight. That's what I like. Uh, it can go higher, but that's that's where I do it. So this has uh, my uh, Google Show Notes on it here on this side, and. A Google Hangout here, which is how I stream the video. Uh, just a simple Google Hangout. Um, and then down here at the bottom, I have the live chat room that I can monitor. And you can't see any of that. It's all too small. Uh, but that's how I do the show. And it's it's cramped for screen space. It would be nice if I had more screen space. Uh, but I'm getting old and I have a hard time seeing uh, lower resolutions. Uh, and so then I'll pan over here. And this is my third laptop. I use three laptops in my setup. And you can wow. see there I have one unfinished uh, wall there that I haven't put any soundproofing on. Um, not okay. Not okay. Uh, and this is an HP, uh, it's a couple years old, um, uh, HP HDX16. This was uh, my personal laptop before I got this uh, Republic of Gamers Acer, which is awesome. Uh, if you Asus. Gonna, yeah, Asus. And that's what I said, right? It's an Acer. Oh, I want to make that distinction. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that is a huge distinction. My mistake. <laughs> Asus. Um 
this is, uh, as you can see there, maybe, running three instances of, of Skype. Uh, well, four. I'm using two of them right now. Uh, so uh, I use a tool called Skype Launcher. Steve talked about that before. To launch multiple, multiple Skype instances on one machine. And then, and I learned about that from Mitch Man in the chat room. And I'm just using this guy right here, this super cheap USB uh, sound card. Uh, and I have three of those, plus right there the the jack that comes out of the laptop itself. So I can do four audio channels uh, on four Skype instances into my mixer here. And as you may so have you, noticed, you just loaded up. You just loaded up the USB ports with sound cards on that thing. Yep. Gotcha. And as you may have noticed, all throughout this process, the cables I'm using, anybody in the tech world will recognize those. Those are just um, the cheap speaker cables that come with like when you buy a, a monitor with a set of headphones in them. Um, and that's how I'm doing just stereo. That's how I'm routing things. That hurts to see. I don't recommend that. But like Painful. I said, this is the tightwad way of doing things. Uh, now, that's how I'm routing sound to Stephen James out of my mixer over here coming out of the the outputs but coming back from them i have these xlr things so i'm using um that silver cable right there is actually an eighth inch stereo to xlr cable um it's designed for like djs who want to plug in an ipod uh and and to a sound system so it's got the wrong kind of connection on it. it's got a female where i need a male so i have these gender changers there at my board so that's how I make that work. So I have uh, the eighth inch comes out of my laptop. It goes into this female XLR, which I then have a, a gender changer on, which goes straight into my board. And that one there that doesn't have the gender changer is my regular mic cable uh, out of the DBX. Wow. Well done. Configuring that, baby. <laughs> that, whole, that whole setup. That took some time and thought and sketching out, I bet. Uh, it did. It took a little while to, to, to make things happen, but uh, uh, it did work in the long run, and, and I'm happy with the results. Uh, so that gives me full uh, separate channel uh, audio using Skype Launcher and the, uh, the different inputs and outputs that I have. I'm using the mixer has two buses, and then I'm using the left and right as, uh, as two other buses. So everybody has their own mix out, and I have their own mix in, and uh, I'm using three inexpensive laptops to do it. And if anybody wants to see the video of this, because as he was explaining and showing, I mean, it, it made more sense when like me and James were watching it. It might be a little tough to hear what he was saying. Just check out the video. Um, you have them up on Justin.tv, right, Mark? I do. And, and actually, the audio that, that we're hearing right here is being pumped right into it. So, yeah, the audio is fine. Uh, you'll hear everything. Yeah. So if you want to watch, if you want to see what we're, oh, we're talking okay. about. Okay. What you're saying the, is it's difficult, difficult to visualize when you're just listening. I misunderstood what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, the video is available so people can check it out. Yeah. And there's that, video. There is. Yeah. Oh. And the reason I use Google Hangouts is uh, it's, it's a quick, easy way to switch between multiple video sources. And I don't have to have uh, uh, what's that thing that you guys both use? I just blanked on it. I don't use it anymore. Oh, Wirecast. Don't. Wirecast. Yeah, I don't have to have Wirecast or anything else. And Minicam, the new Minicam Pro, has some uh, multiple camera options in it that I haven't really played with. Uh, I'm just doing a simple screen capture uh, of my desktop straight out to Justin TV and then feeding, uh, feeding the audio in from Skype. So I get the high-quality audio from Skype, and I get moderate-quality video from uh, uh, Google Hangouts, and it's free, and it works. So, like I said, this is the tightwad way of doing things. 
Yeah, and I actually just switched over to using Hangouts too because it's e- it's so easy. I could podcast from my couch. You yeah. know, I don't have to switch camera views. Um, yeah, using ManyCam allows you to add some like extra frills to your show and you could put like text in lower thirds graphics you could put on goofy hats and stuff like that if you want with it but yeah then and the new ManyCam pro has has wire wirecast like features i think it's trying to i think i think they realize that so many people are using ManyCam that the creators of the program they're like we could really uh do well with this and make a wirecast competitor so they're adding a lot more they've added a lot more features to it so um i would definitely give ManyCam a shot Oh, and I didn't. I don't think I mentioned the uh, the Skype computer, the HP HDX16, is a AMD quad core, uh, a couple years old, uh, and it's got uh, I think six gigs of RAM in it. Um, so it's it's a pretty beefy machine. I don't know that I really need all of that for Skype. I think I could probably do it on a lesser machine, but it's just the one I had. And uh, my Asus is the big daddy. It's a, a Core i7. Um, Three gigahertz with uh, twelve gigs of RAM in it. Uh, Are you serious? That yeah. thing's badass. Yeah, it is, and it was only thirteen hundred bucks. You know, which is uh, a half. Uh, yeah, maybe less than half that you'd pay for a comparably equipped like MacBook. Mm. This is true. And so the specs. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still going to get the new one. Yeah, the the specs are are outstanding, uh, and uh, the only thing wrong with it is I was carrying it in a backpack and something fell on me and there's a little couple of pixels that are messed up on the screen but otherwise i've had it for a couple of years now great box uh and uh yeah as far as laptops go on the expensive side but 1300 bucks for these specs not bad at all it never gets hot it's got the best cooling system ever it doesn't get hot Mm. that's sweet all right. Anything else about that? That's my. Uh, I think I listed all the software I use uh, and all the the video. Uh, I mean, all the computers. Uh, did I leave anything out? Oh, my headphones. Uh, you know, James did uh, like a, a sonnet about headphones. How I love the. <laughs> let me count the ways. I bought the cheapest headphones that I could find uh, on the musician's friend website. These are uh, Sony. MDR XD 100s don't look for them they don't make them anymore uh, but I think these were 19 bucks a piece they're just they're over the ear cans their quality is acceptable they're not awesome but they're okay they're comfortable that's the important thing uh, if you're going to wear something for hours on end you want them to be comfortable uh, and uh, as you know Steve wears his uh, little like iPhone earbuds and 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 James has you know I don't know something hand formed by Zeus himself uh, for his headphones. <laughs> That's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been doing a lot of research on headphones the last couple of weeks because I wanted to find good headphones to use for studio monitoring for uh, the music stuff I'm doing. And uh, I've, I come, came across some great sites. There's a site called innerfidelity.com where this guy, I can't remember his name, he does tons of YouTube reviews on headphones. And, he, you know, the headphones range from like thousands of, thousands of dollars down to like the $20 headphones and on his site he has a wall of fame and uh, he goes over like cheap to expensive headphones you guys should definitely check it out because he, he seems like he really knows what he's talking about and he's he's had some videos where he's at like these 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 shows like the Na- like the national what is it NAM what does NAM stand for Mark the American National Music, Association Nash- of Music makers something like that yeah yeah like he goes to those shows and you can tell the people in the booths know who he is as he's doing the interviews so he's 
So he's been around and um, great uh, YouTube reviews. I, I really enjoy them. They're not like, you know, some 12 year old kid in his room with his mom knocking on his door, calling him for dinner. Cause, and he has no idea what actually he actually bought. And it's like a real dude who actually knows what he's talking about review type review. So um, nice. check that, that site. And there's a site called headfi.com or .org. And there's headphone.com. Great. A lot of great sites for headphones. I was close. It's the National Association of Music Merchants. Ah, well, sorry to put you on the spot. It's all right. Google is my friend. <laughs> uh, I will say one thing about Google Hangouts. The audio quality in a Google Hangout sucks. Um, don't try to use the Hangouts on air uh, because I think they, I, I seriously think they compress that at like 32 kilobits. The audio sounds absolutely terrible. Uh, so uh, even even like I tried it a couple of times, even feeding in the high quality Skype audio that I've got going into it, the YouTube version that was recorded sounds like dirt. Don't use it. I agree, even though I do. <laughs> but I don't. I don't. I I do. I use it for the live viewers. Right. But I actually, I actually have a new way of recording now. I have everybody capture their own audio on their machines, and they send me the file when they're done. And you get really good audio quality that way. I just started doing it last week. Yeah, I do that for a couple of my guys who have uh, a bandwidth issues uh, on the Everyday Linux show specifically. They record it and send it to me. Uh, and it and it works really well. And uh, I've encouraged you guys both to record locally, and I, I know at least one of you does uh, somewhat regularly. <laughs> You're talking about James, because <laughs> I don't. I'll start doing it now that I, I'm, you know, making others do it. I feel responsible. But uh, yeah, we just all fire up Audacity and just let it rip at the beginning of the show, and works great. I'll do it from now on for this show, Mark. Yeah, the downside of that is you don't get any of the compression or anything. You have to do that all in software after. Uh, but it, you know, particularly in a situation where uh, Seth on the uh, Everyday Linux show is incomprehensible live. Entire chunks of, of sentences are gone because his bandwidth is so poor. And if you're watching it and listening live, you just have to kind of nod and assume that he's saying something either funny or intelligent. <laughs> and then later, uh, when I go back and edit it in, it sounds good. Yeah, and this, if you have your like a template set up on your, you know, your program, like on my Studio One program, I have a template set up. So like when Eric and Sean send me their files, I know Eric's channel needs a little bit more bass. Sean right. needs a little less treble, and I just plop their files right in there, and it's all set up perfectly. So. Yep, I have I have the same thing. I have uh, equalizer setting saved. I have the yeah. Seth setting and the Chris setting, and yeah, I can right, do that in Audacity. Exactly. Uh, so that's pretty much my setup. It's very bare bones. It's the the cheapest way to do things. Well, not the cheapest. I could use cheaper computers. Uh, but uh, literally one was free and the other one was an extra. Uh, so I don't know that I could have spent any less money on those two. And then this one is my personal laptop that I use every day. So it's pretty high end. Uh, but, uh, you know. Uh, hopefully someday I'll get another one. I, what I really want is to have a dedicated video machine and I can put some money into to actually doing high quality video. But for now, you know, for the handful of listeners we have uh, on a regular basis, I think we have four people on the stream right now. Uh, it's just, it's not uh, something that I'm inclined to put a lot of time and effort into. It's just a value add and not a, not a feature. Yeah. It's a shame if we had thousands. I mean, of, of course, it's tough to say that because we appreciate the guys that come out live. Absolutely. But, vi but video is so tough to uh, add 
it's not just something you can just throw on the top and be like, oh, this will take an extra two minutes to, to add. It's like it takes a lot of work. So I, I know that too. So that's why I focus on video. And unfortunately, my the guys on my podcast, they have to hear that Google Hangout audio quality when they watch live. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think your setup is bare bones. I think it's pretty complex. Well, yeah, it's it's added uh, over time, definitely. It's uh, uh, but really the most expensive items are uh, the uh, mic and the mixer. Uh, the mic was about three twenty five. The mixer was about four hundred, uh, and the the next one in line is the uh, the DBX. If you bought that new, it would be a couple hundred bucks. Uh, but the laptops, I mean, pawn shop laptops will do fine. And you don't don't use laptops actually. Uh, use desktops. They're they they're fine. The laptops are just what I happen to have. But I do recommend as much as possible separating the workload. Don't have one machine doing everything. So I have. Um, audacity on one machine that's all it does and then i have the other machine skype is all it does and then my machine does video and and notes and that's all it does well and streaming too because you kind of have to have your streaming on the same machine where your video is otherwise you have to capture it and that adds a, a different layer um and then for again i mentioned my backup recorder device that zoom h1 is 40 or 50 dollars it, it it's doesn't do much, but uh, what it does, it does really well. It's, it's just stereo. I don't get the 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 full channel mixing or anything, but it's a backup. If I need it, it's because something bad has happened. And what I had before was an Olympus. It was actually a much more expensive unit, uh, and it didn't work as well. It was uh, expecting a mic input instead of line input, and it was right. kind of blowing it out. And I had to really back things down. And I was even I even uh, toyed with the idea of making an attenuating cable, soldering a resistor in. But the Zoom H1 has a switch that says, "Do you want line, line. or do you want mic?" And so that's awesome. So uh, and I I just got that recently from elementopi.com uh, slash Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the best success on my setup when I split up all the duties like yours. And I, I split them up exactly like you did. One computer for Skype, one for video, well, one for audio, and then one for actually video. And then I had another one for des desktop stuff. So, okay. yeah, that's always worked out good that way. And I think that's it. You guys have any other comments or questions? Nope. James, you can't shake your head on a podcast. Nobody oh, yeah, really I, do have, that. <laughs> I do have a question. Okay. What's your next piece of gear going to be? Uh, my next piece of gear is going to be a 27-inch monitor so that I can nice. take what I'm looking at right now and, and use like just the laptop for my notes in the chat room and then put the video up on a different screen all by itself that's big and I can have farther away from me so that when I look at it, it looks like I'm looking at the camera and my eyes aren't downcast. So that's the next thing I want to do. I want a wall-mounted 27-inch monitor. Very cool. Totally, nice. totally superfluous. Does it have to happen? Not at all. Uh, at this point, I'm, I've got to the point now where it, uh, it's those comfort things that I'm buying. I'm not buying things I need anymore. It's things that would be nice to have. Big monitors are always awesome. Yes. I mean, at work, I have two 26-inch monitors side by side. I'm going to miss those when I leave. I would like to take them with me. Uh, but uh, once you have uh, experienced that, as a, as a guy who spends a lot of time behind a computer, once you've experienced that, you really have a hard time going away from it. They're so cheap now anyway. Yeah. Well, relatively speaking, yes. 
Uh, okay, so I guess if we don't have any other questions or comments, we will get to the lessons you learned this week. Uh, so, Steve, let's start with you. I don't have one. I don't have one for this week. It was quick. Um, yeah, I'm just going to come right out and say it. Okay, I guess I didn't learn was... anything. I didn't learn anything this week. Okay, that's fine. I guess what's in there is a holdover from the last notes, and I didn't didn't delete it. I thought, yeah. there, I thought there was something there. James, how about yourself? Anything? Did you learn anything? Mine, mine's not uh, as much a, a lessons learned as, <clears throat> excuse me, as as something that that is I, I rely on that improves my post uh, processing that I'm doing. I do a lot of video, but this this particular tip or lesson is one that works very well with audio as well. Is I use an external piece of equipment whenever I'm doing my post-processing. And this, this particular one is one that is a customizable um, uh, additional pad. It's called the Shuttle Pro from Contour. Um, it's the Shuttle Pro 2, and it has a jog wheel on it. All of the buttons on it can be customized. It's only for Windows and Mac, so this particular model isn't one that will work very well for Linux users. But um, I used to do everything with my keyboard and my mouse. And, and I, I started using one of these. I'm not even sure why. I think I read in a forum somewhere where somebody said, well, if you don't have one of these, you're wasting a lot of time. And, and boy, were they right. Because once you configure this specifically how you like to work, every single one of these buttons is customizable. And because of the software that it's used, it's customizable on an application-by-application application basis. So however you set these buttons up for your audio editor, can be completely different as to how you set it up for your video editor. And with the jog wheel and the additional buttons on the side, I get to a point now where I don't even touch my keyboard when I'm doing post at all. I use my mouse and I use this additional pad and that's it. And it's remarkable how fast it goes. So if you find yourself spending a lot of time in post-production, that's a little tip that might speed things up for you. And what was the cost on that? Um, I think retail price, retail price on their website is uh, I think eighty bucks, eighty nine bucks. Wow, something like that's that. it. And that's it for that particular model. Um, and I see it other places like uh, uh, Buy dot com and Office Depot for seventy five ninety five. You probably get it better, much better, I would say, at elementopi dot com slash Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> James, does does do you think that would work well? Because you do video with that, do you think that would work well just for audio production too? It'll work for anything because the jog wheel and the shuttle that's on there is completely customizable. Um, the the um, applications that are in here, let me see if I can pull this up on my video, but the list of applications that's on here goes down the screen farther than I'm able to even display. Oh, so it's um, got preset things that it works presets with. Presets are in here as well. So all I did was choose the application that I'm using and I'm done, but it's got in here um, other audio and uh other uh, Steinberg uh, Cubase XX is in here. Uh, eMagic Logics is in here, um, and, and others. So, uh, if you're working in any of the Adobe apps, Sound Booth, those are all in here. So, and you can download them from the website too. There's others that they'll set up, and and you can download. I customized mine for the video editing software because there's certain things I'm always doing. So I didn't need some of their buttons, and I needed extras on mine. A couple of mouse clicks, and it's configured, and you're done. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that. Mark, I do have a lessons learned, I just thought of. Very good. Um, did, I, did I ever talk on this show about clearing up words you don't understand? 
I don't think I so. ever use that as one. This is a great tip for learning anything. And I think it's one of the ways I was able to learn just different things in my life so quick. And I only realized this about, I don't know, 10 years ago, I learned this rule. And that is when you're studying something or reading something online or trying to figure out how to do something. If you come across a term, a word you don't understand in what you're reading, get it cleared up before you continue because it will hang you up and it has other manifestations when you go over words you don't understand. Like, do you ever fall asleep when you're, when you're reading something or suddenly just get tired when you're reading something? It's usually not because what you're reading is boring. It's because you read something you did not understand and went past that term. That causes that reaction. So if you want to speed up your learning, this is one of the best tips I can give anybody. Clear up words you don't understand. I use Google so much for this. If I don't have a dictionary nearby, which I usually don't, I just type define and then whatever word I don't understand. And it, Google will pull up uh, like a dictionary on the top list. Will be like a dictionary definition. It's, it's gotten me through so much learning so fast. It's the only way to study something. I'm telling you, best tip ever. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, never accept holes in your knowledge. Always fill in what you don't know because you can't uh, you can't get the context of what you're reading if you don't understand what you're reading. So yeah, good tips. True. The the. Uh, best tips I've ever heard from leaders in, in every walk of life were read. Read everything. And I think uh, Will Smith put it really well. He said that uh, uh, there are thousands and millions of books that have been written. There are no problems you can have that somebody hasn't already solved and written it down. So, read. Good point. I agree. And my tip this week uh, <laughs> goes in with my announcement earlier in the week. Be ready for unexpected opportunities because you never know when something is going to come up. Um, and often we are held back by our own fear of, of moving on. You know, I am, I am moving to a different state, moving to a different industry, uh, changing everything about my life. That is, <clears throat> there is fear associated with that. But, uh, you can either be safe and mediocre or you can take risks and be great. And I don't think that, uh, I think those two are mutually exclusive. I don't think there's anybody who is safe and great. So my goal is to be great. And so I'm, I'm hoping uh, that uh, by foregoing some safety, I can get a little closer to that. So be ready uh, to, to uh, take on unexpected opportunities uh, with gusto. It's very exciting. That's a coach lesson. That's a life lesson right there. Nice. And good luck to you, Mark. Thanks. I'm looking forward to it. I'm also scared out of my pants. But hey, <laughs> you know, you know, when I was 19 and just worried about me, it wasn't a big deal. But I'm dragging four people with me, and that changes things. Plus, Atlanta is a very scary city. You should be totally <laughs> That's why I'm going to drive in, go to work, and drive right back out. <laughs> Actually, I've never been there. I don't know. You were taking them, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they get right. to come, too. <laughs> and Mitch Mann wants to uh, uh, reiterate in the chat room, Mark is not gay. Happy, but not gay. <laughs> Thank you for looking out for me. And Jim wants me to put my pants back on. So uh, having descended to that level, I think it, there's nothing left to do but to say goodbye and to call this a show. So it's a show, and that ends this episode of... Uh, the art of podcasting.